Ladies and gentlemen, people of the many, many different kinds of social medias, where I'm posting this because I'm hoping someone will listen and or watch it. I'm Phil Balabanos. This is Phil My Hole. This is our second episode, and today I have Ali. Wait, is, is it K or is it the, 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 the one with the Ali squiggly Kai. Ali no. Kai. I have Ali K from Ali Studio Kai. K here. Ali K is a, um, how can I describe Ali? Ali is the founder, owner, photographer, head creative director of uh, Studio K, which is a, a lot visual. Of things, right? Yeah, you're a lot of things. It's he's a it's a visual content creation agency specializing in e-commerce and lifestyle I mean, videos. I guess product, food, and fashion recently is what we do uh, mostly. But yeah, I mean, I I started but, only in photography, and then we saw the demand for video, so we jumped. Uh, uh, into the opportunity. Good thing we did because now it's like more than 50% of our revenue. Um, and who knows, maybe audio one day. I mean, podcasting is, is getting bigger and bigger. So maybe one day uh, that will become one of their services. Well, yeah, the deal, the Spotify deal with Rogan, it's going to change crazy. everything now. So just for the record, when I met Ali, me and Ali were like studio, uh, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Studio partners? No, that's not the right yeah. word. No, uh, like, neighbors? Like, I guess we were in, we're in the same space, but yeah. I, there's, there's a word I'm looking for, which I think is hilarious, but I can't remember it. So I can't make that joke. So here we are. Uh, yeah, we shared a studio. I miss, I miss I, on, on, you know, I miss those days though at Xenospace. Xenospace was I, I miss the chaos that you brought into Xenospace. Uh, yeah, I like the I extra miss, space. I miss your expression, the expression on your face when you come the day after one of my shoots and you see like all the mess that I did. And then I'm like, yeah, so right. Ali occupied, Ali was renting out one office and he took up as much space in the common area as a small, like, uh, you know, Nigerian family that's squatting with all of their extended family. Uh, right. in- <laughs> the studio, the entrance, the kitchen. I still have the- his couch here. I still have his couch yeah. sitting in my fucking lobby. Anyone want a couch? It's a, a nice leather couch. I would nice call it contemporary in style. I'm giving it away. 50 bucks. It's a good deal. It's a, good it's deal, a very good so. deal. So Ali, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come and get it for fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so Ali, when I met Ali, he was a wedding photographer who hated wedding photography. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. But he was fucking good at it. I'll, I'll give him that. Like, uh, we still have some of your prints, uh, not up displayed oh, because they? what? Yeah, yeah, they're in the back stairwell somewhere. That's true. That's true. Because that that space also I occupy. He also occupied the fire escape in case you were wondering. So uh, yeah. since then, Ali has grown out of this studio and into a massive studio in the southwest of Montreal. And uh, I wanted to bring him on today. One, because I haven't seen him since day negative one before quarantine. Uh, we were shooting on set together the day before we all locked down. Uh, and I was very sick. And I think everyone was very suspicious of me. Yeah. To any of you who are listening and who need to trace your contacts, I did get tested. I did not have COVID. Um, I was just very fucking sick. And uh, I wanted to bring him on because I want to kind of know, like, I know what's going on for me. We kind of op- occupy the same field in, a, in the same industry. We... We're probably at different ends of the same spectrum, but we cross over a lot. Yeah. I want to know what's I mean, been going on for creation, you. Right? I mean, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's photo video, right? Yeah, exactly. We've been a bit lucky, I guess, because for two reasons. One, before the, you know, the pandemic, let's say, uh, it was super busy for us. So we still had a lot of job that we needed to do post-production on, whether it's photo or video. Mm-hmm. So we like, we were busy at least two weeks after the, 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 the shutdown of everything. Well, you, you were uh, super busy in the months yeah. leading up. Like I've never seen, like you kept me busy. You were so busy. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, the, the last couple of projects, we, we worked them together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you saw, and um, so yeah, we were super busy in post-production. So I wasn't really feeling like the stress, but then 
you know, we had a good three, four weeks of nothing happening. That was kind of a stressful period. I, I realized when it all started going sideways and we realized that we were going to be locked down, whether you had kids who were out of daycare or not. At first you were like, it's fine. Like they owe us money. They, we owe them work. Uh, yeah. I'll pay your invoicing. No problem. Then like two, three weeks later, you're like, you know, man, when do you, when do you need that money? <laughs> And exactly. that, that's because that's when businesses started to take it seriously. And businesses are the ones we're B2B, right? Our services yeah. are B2B. Yeah. So and yeah. it was crazy because a lot of clients, obviously, like we had done the job, we delivered everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, B2B, you know, normally they pay into 30 days if it's good, if it's a good client, 45 mm -hmm. days if you have to chase them, 60 days if, you know, I mean, you know the drill. Net um, 90 if you're, you've been bailed out by the Canadian government. Yeah. More there than you once. Go. Yeah. Uh, so some of them, you know, it, you know, the billing was due. So, but, but again, like you call them, but no one answers because they're all laid off uh, temporarily. Yeah, yeah. So, so there was, yeah, no revenue coming in for, you know, a good, a good four or five weeks. So that was a stressful uh, period. How, how big is your team now? So we're three full-time and two part-time. Yeah. So all so these people, what'd you do with them? So it's funny because I hired Sandrine as the new project manager. And mm -hmm. I hired her one week before the, the, the shutdown. So I hired right. her. We worked one week into the studio and then everyone had to go work from home. Um, right. she, stayed on the, she stayed on the payroll because uh, we had a lot of, you know, it's, it's those kind of periods that you used to like revisit all the strategy and rethink and look at the communication and what you can do better. So um, it kind of makes sense for me to, to keep her on the payroll because we, we were actually very busy on those kind of internal projects. Right. Uh, Joe, which was the full-time photographer, um, it was, you know, who's awesome by the way, I don't know if you'll hear this, but he's awesome. I like that guy. He's got a good yeah, vibe. Yeah, he's, super cool. he's got a great vibe. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, yeah, Joe obviously was laid off because there wasn't like any new projects coming in. Um, right. Yeah. And then, and then Russ and Marina, again, like we didn't do any, any more work together because, yeah, it was, it was pretty quiet. So Marina yeah. had a couple of weeks of work because she was doing the post Marina Marina's your editor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then after a couple of weeks, it was just like super quiet and I was, you know, yeah. I was pretty strong. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I, I, I shouldn't complain. I was lucky because I have a few house accounts that like still, even though they slowed down what they were producing all but yeah. one, uh, <laughs> it kept me employed to some extent. Like, and that's the great thing about having diverse, like instead of having one source of income, right. you have different, right? So I shouldn't really complain. Yes, I made less money in the last 75 days than I would have normally, but I still got paid. Uh, even get, and for like, the record, uh, Ali paid me, by the way. He doesn't owe me any money. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get any government help? Um, I'm, I'm a sole proprietorship, so I don't qualify for the... Uh, mm whatever it's called, uh, Sura, not, not Sura, uh, yeah, the other I, one for businesses. Yeah. I'm not a corporation. It's just me. That's why I asked you about that. That's why I paused the question. What did you do with your employees? Cause I never had employees. I've only ever had two employees. One was years ago yeah. and one I hired, I don't know, 45 days before pandemic. I finished training her. Like she was finally ready to do her own yeah. thing. Didn't need me to hold her hand at all. She was ready. And I was like, look, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta fire you. And I felt so bad about it because I, aside from the fact that I, I spent time like teaching her to do what I do, I, like I liked her. She, I had no, like she was a good hire. Yeah. And, and then and to spend all that energy and be like, look, uh, bye. And I don't yeah. think, I don't think I'm in a position like after this, I'm going to have to change the way I work. I don't know about other people and I don't know about you. In what way though? 
like I've been a lone wolf trying to grow. Oh, I just yeah. smacked my mic. Sorry, listeners. Uh, I've been a lone wolf trying to grow for a while. And the only thing keeping me from growing was laziness because I was like, ah, I'm making enough money. I don't need to grow. But then I was like, no, I want to grow more. I want to do more. Mm-hmm. I need more people to do more. Now I'm more like, ah, this is going to be reality for two years, I think. Yeah. It's tough. No, it's tough. I don't, and, I don't, and honestly, yeah. we're lucky because we're, we're still small. I mean, the big companies that had like, you know, huge infrastructures and buildings and rental and like a a ton of people that like, that's, it's very difficult on them. Even the space you're in now, as much as I like your studio, I'm so glad that we didn't go to a space like that together. Like, I'm glad that I stayed here in my, in my hobble hut of a studio (laughs) because I have isolation. Like I can come into the front door, come straight into my studio, my own, my part of the studio. And I don't really need to cross paths with anyone. Yeah. yeah. And as for the guys who are here, who have continued to use the space, it's all private. Like you were here, you know how it is. And if anyone does It's a nice building. No, it's, it's a nice like building. It, for sure. One of the things that you always complained to me about was, ele- oh, I wish we had an elevator. I hate carrying gear. I'm so glad we don't have an elevator right now. Why? I don't want a closed space. Yeah, no, but I mean, it depends. Because now, like in our building, in the elevators, you know, only one person can go in. So it kind of sucks because you have either you have to wait or it's a, yeah, it's a, move your ass. Se- what are you on the seventh floor? Yeah, the fifth floor, yeah, it's but ridiculous. it's 20, no, 20 feet ceiling. So yeah. it's like the equivalent like the, of two floors. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's a good morning exercise, but uh, if you have equipment, forget it. <laughs> no, there's no way. I, I, the last shoot I did at your studio, I waited like 10 minutes for the elevator because it's and I gave up and I carried stuff down. I was like, oh, forget this. But uh, I'm not trying to shit, shit on your studio. I just, no, no, I, no, no. I would feel safer here. You know what I mean? It is. It's, I mean, you know, we have uh, probably hundreds of people now we're building now. It, uh, that's the thing. Yeah. 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 I have, I share the space with uh, whoever's in the office with me up, up here and yeah. the bar downstairs, like the restaurant is closed for the most part. They're mm-hmm. only doing delivery. There's yeah. supposed to be new tenants moving in upstairs. Pandemic, they're gone, I guess. I, I have no idea. But uh, it just goes to, sh- sorry? Such a beautiful space upstairs. It really is. I wish, I wish, honestly, I wish I had enough revenue to say, I'm going to take upstairs and just do something cool with it, but it's too big of an investment. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you were talking about e-commerce and yeah, I'm all over the place. Interesting happening. I, I had a very big sandwich. So I'm like, I'm digesting <laughs> it through my brain right now. Go. Yeah. Tell me about you know, e-commerce. What while, the fuck is e-commerce? Yeah. E-commerce is, you know, basically product photography on white background. So, you People know. know what e-commerce is. I'm I mean, fucking with you. You know what? I realized that. <laughs> You know, fun fact. So I was looking at my uh, Google Analytics uh, the other day, and yeah. obviously, like in my Google Ads, I have you know product photography, e-commerce photography, and then all the like jewelry photography, cosmetic photography. Like I go more into details. Yeah. And e-commerce photography has very, very, very little research. Um, because people, I guess, people don't know the term. Exactly. What about exactly. e-com? Just e-com, not e-commerce. I, I didn't try that. I didn't try that. I would try yeah. that. I would but write because people are inherently not that bright. Sell things online with pictures. Make that yeah, your, yeah. your. I should sell, probably go long tail. Online store pictures. Yeah. Make. Yeah. Take. I'll probably do that next. Yeah, yeah. like a Neanderthal. You got to think like people, I'll right? Just, yeah. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> make make nice pictures. Sell. Make money. Eat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean, basically, it's pictures to to sell your product. So yeah, yeah. Um, everything on white background, very technical volume based more very often and it's good because it's you know there's a lot of business repeat indeed like if you're in the fashion industry yeah, yeah. collection every couple of months um so yeah while you know everything was very very slow like all the other industries mm-hmm. 
uh, people who were not selling online kind of got the wake up call finally like it took that but yeah they, they had the, that 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 wake up call and they started calling to have those e-commerce uh, those e-commerce shoot so it kind of right. you know i don't want to say like we got busy again like we had a couple of shoots it was it wasn't close to uh, how 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 we used to be but at least it, it brought a bit of revenue so that definitely helped I've always been so just like, I, I've seen how you produce e-com. I know it's very technical. I know it's very time consuming and I, and like, we won't get into it on, on a podcast obviously, but I more or less understand your price model, like, because we've spent so much time working together yeah. and to me, it just seems like a massive headache. Like I've done e-com a few times. I'm actually doing one tomorrow for a, yeah. a, another, a client that I've done other work for. And he's like, I just need to get this done. And it's food. So I'm like, you know what? I, I don't do this often. So just let me keep the food. I'll, I'll do it. But pay me with food. You know, it's like good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can come help you, you. Hey, you need some olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is it like a transparent, very... No, it's a dark, dark it's a, it's a dark, it's a dark glass bottle. Okay. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, I know it's the worst. But yeah. I'm shooting in a black space. So it's not so okay. bad. I'm not doing white. I'm doing black. Okay, okay, good. Like, I, I know what I don't know well. But what I was yeah. going to say is, even though I'm doing it now, I was looking at what I might need. Because in the past, I would have just been like, I don't have everything I need because I'm not an e-com I'm not a product photographer. I do the very different kind of technical. My, my equipment set is different. You know that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, fuck. In the past, I would have just walked out into the studio, stolen a bunch of your stuff for the day yeah. and just shot. And that's it. But now I'm like, fuck, I don't have any of those things. So I was looking <laughs> into what I might. I'm like, I need rolls. Did I leave any white rolls here? I was just looking through the studio. And you I noticed something. now, on, eh? No, I found something better than you. So screw you. <laughs> I realized I realized something on Amazon that I had never seen before. I had seen it, but not like this. So you know those like uh, I, I don't know how big they are. They're like tent? five feet by five feet tents. Yeah. You know they're all white inside. They have LED strips inside, different colors, whatever. Yep. yep. For people to do their own e-com stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. In the past, three, four, four hundred bucks for a good one, right? The lights yeah. kind of sucked. Whatever. I looked into it. I had looked at a, like a cached version of my searches from a few months ago. It was like two. There are so many on Amazon right now. Oh yeah, yeah it's there's a crazy. Lot. And yeah. some of them, I was thinking about. I go, it might be worth it to, for me to invest in one of these because some of them look okay. It could work. It could, you know, the tricky thing in product photography is that those boxes they will work for very, let's say, non-reflective products. Everything non-reflective, very yeah. easy. Like I don't Shoes, know, books, t-shirts packaging yeah, yeah shoes you know maybe not work. a shirt i've seen you shoot shirts they're actually really complicated because shirt is like it's big right like yeah the, unless you're yeah. shooting it folded right like pretty yeah yeah uh, what, what so is the trickiest thing to shoot like as far as materials go uh i guess transparent glass is very tricky yeah and, that would suck uh, like yeah you know, they're just like this this is it's, super, it's super not cool. even a thing right exactly it's not even there as far as the camera's concerned exactly yeah so that's that's that one was very tricky and actually you know, it took us a, a while to figure this out because, you know, you look at tutorials, but that's very, very specific. So you don't yeah. find anything that explains how to shoot glass. Um, but yeah, well, eventually. I've seen you shoot. Stuff. I've seen you shoot diamonds and like gemstones and it's yeah. a fucking like anyone who doesn't oh, know, great. it's a that's really great. complicated process. And yeah. the color accuracy is. Well, not, not only that, but the balance between, you know, the highlight and shadows and having reflections or not having reflections. And some clients are very picky about the type of refl reflections yeah, yeah. they want. You know, on average, you know, when it's a high end client, it's at least at least an hour per picture. Um, so, yeah, that, I think that's being very, 
conservative. Like I've seen you take, we've, I've helped you on, like I've walked out into the studio and you're shooting something and I've spent 45 minutes with you going, how the fuck do we yeah. make this do this? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of problem solving. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's a lot of fun though. I have to say like, it's not something I do often, but anytime I was able to like, just like usurp time on your, I'm like, I'm going to walk in on this set. I'm just going to work. Cause it's interesting. It's very interesting. Because you like to like kind of solve those lighting problems. It's it's fun for you. So that's I why think, it's, it's, it's I like yeah, I like solving lighting problems. I also have um like my knowledge base, yours is really on the job experience, right? I have a like a technical academic background in lighting, which I, I never have. really got to like I never got to flex that muscle because I stopped okay. doing very technical shoots. But like the, the information's in there, so like you you present me with a problem and I'm like, I think there's an equation for this. Like my brain, like all of a sudden taps into like, you know, 10 years back when THC yeah. was flooding through my brain and I was stoned all the time in school. It's like, I think someone told me about this one time, bro. Let me hold on. I'm going to do some math. I'm going to do some math right now. Yeah. You know? And so, I am 100% the opposite of you. I'm 100% self-thought. Like I yeah. just learned by trying stuff and sometimes I do something and it doesn't make any sense, but it works. I I've, seen, I've works. seen you do stuff that make no sense. And I'm like, it's not going to work. You're like, let me try. I'm just going to yeah. try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes it actually ends up working. And yeah. sometimes the technical knowledge is useless. You just need to try it. Right. Especially yeah. with diamonds. Like no film school set me up to fucking light a diamond ever. I mean, even in, in those uh, commercial photography uh, schools, they don't, they don't, teach it because i mean a diamond is freaking expensive they don't they're not going to give that to a student no and no, you no. don't also diamonds have different colors depending on how pure the diamond is so, yeah what know, is it vvs vvs one there's like yellows and whites and, and yeah. if you get that wrong in the photo like at the end of the day i know people like i know blue nile is big like it's a diamond site yeah but do people really buy that many diamonds online online it, it feels like the kind of thing you want to look at with your own eyes Absolutely. But I mean, yeah, it's a big investment, but you know how, you know how it is now. Like people go online first, they get inspired. Yeah, exactly. they Look, I did models, the same thing. Shape, this and that, but yeah. like they would never buy it like strictly online. Yeah. But I guess the online part is to attract them to the store. I think a lot of people are buying diamonds online. And I think a lot of people aren't buying diamonds anymore. Like I'm sure a lot of people still, are I'm not saying diamonds are not being sold. I'm just saying a lot of people are moving away. I'm, you know, I'm it's just counterculture. Diamonds. Well, you I'm bought a diamond. You're well. done. How many more? Like next wife. When you get a new wife, you get a new diamond. That's how it works. <laughs> is, is, still, is, is she still works? in the room? Is she still no, in the room? I mean, she's not the bathroom. Sorry. I always thought uh, well, that's how I just for the record. I'm not just, you know, ribbing Ali's, Ali's wife. Like when I introduce my wife to people, I say, this is Anna, my first wife. And she gets mad. And I go, well, are you not my first wife? I can't see the future. She That's hates true. that. She hates that joke, by the way. That's true. She fucking yeah. hates that. Yeah. But you said you're self-taught. So what were you doing before you started taking photos at weddings? Yeah. So I, um, I studied marketing, HSC Montreal. Mm -hmm. uh, I graduated and then I worked in an advertising agency. So I was on the strategy side. So, you know, the left side of the brain, doing analysis, looking at the consumer behavior, doing market research, uh, and then coming up with a strategy. And then we would give that strategy to the creative department and the creative mm -hmm. department would come up either with like a graphic design and like, or a 3d modeling or a photography or a video or whatever. Um, right, 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 right. So I was kind of in the creative mix. I was looking at them and, and um, 
No, I was just interested by everything that they do. Like the creative like, they're, side. They're having more fun than me. That's what you're thinking. Probably, yeah. 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 yeah and they, they don't have to deal with like the timeline and the budget and this and that. And the client is not happy. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, but while I was doing that on the side, I was, you know, just doing photography for fun. So I bought right. like my first camera was a 7D, uh, like my ser- my first serious camera. I was like, you know, let me just shoot, you know, anything, babies, parties, family pictures, couples. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and then I started a Facebook page. So like, Does your you whole know, family when, make you take pictures at events? They used to. They used they to. Used to. Yeah, my, yeah, I'm like, the worst part for me was I'm not even a photographer technically. Yeah. Like you take the picture. You have That's a camera. You do. I have a, he has a camera. He has a black t-shirt. Exactly. He must be the photo guy, right? Yeah. But it's funny. You left. Sorry, no, left. Like you eventually left. Yeah. the agency world to effectively start your own agency and because you love the creative so much and now what you're actually doing is less of the creative and a lot I more of the back. pre-production i went yeah. back you went, you, went you, back. you doubled back you effectively gave yourself more work for less money and more stress congratulations ali you've achieved Thank you so much nirvana gary when v would be so that, proud when you put it that yeah. way it's so like oh you so might as well kill yourself huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, let's, but let's like, go work at mcdonald's yeah, That's exactly. A, yeah. Well, sometimes I look at like how how many hours yeah. I put on a project, and I'm like, eh, I think I should have worked at McDonald's instead. Yeah. But uh, I, uh... No, I, get, I guess I get to play with both now because I do a lot. It's true, I do a lot of pre-production, which is like the budget and timeline and this and that. But I also do a lot of like you know art direction and thinking of how we're gonna do the composition and the lighting. Like even if I don't do it myself, at least yeah. I'm very much involved in the process. I have to say though, you're extreme. Like you would make a great line producer. Uh, on a film like you're extremely meticulous in how you organize things like so, like the few times that you've called me to help you on a project that i'm not actually working on with you yeah the amount of work like <laughs> so this is what always happens I, i'm thinking of a very specific instance right now i don't remember which client it was uh you asked me to help you make a storyboard yeah and, and you were in the office with me you had come in and i just started spitting out ideas and you were like wow how are you how are you doing that i'm like what am i i had no idea what you were talking about and then you showed me the like the budgetary breakdown of how you're doing locations and i was like wow how are you doing that because there's just certain things that i probably could do yeah but my brain just is like no don't don't Well, exactly that your your brain is wired in a way like i like your brain first of all is wired video and like storytelling So the way you can come up with like a story that makes sense and the transition and this and that, I'm like, okay, like this. And I remember which project you're talking about. I was, it was, at it your, was yeah, I don't remember what it I was. I think I was at your condo and we were like discussing like the different transitions. And you, uh, uh, you came afterwards. No, I was thinking the day before you were actually in the office with me and we recorded me because even though I'm pretty, I like, I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm pretty good at coming up with scenarios. I have no memory of it. Like I'll spit out 20 great ideas and I'm like, what did I just say? So like True. I started recording and, and, myself and I recorded you. That's yeah, that's right. I'm like, just turn on a camera. Cause I won't remember anything I'm about to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> like, what, like those ideas you come up with, like in a couple of seconds or minutes, like it would take me hours. And even after hours, I would probably like, you know, not get I, them I can't right. Figure out if that's something I taught myself or if it's something my brain just does. Yeah. Cause like I've, I've been this super random segue, but like I've been watching my daughter recently. She's learned to lie right? Like three and a half. She's learned to lie. She's, she probably told her first lie, like white lie when she was like two and a half. But dude, she's fucking good at it. Like when she lies to me, there's like, I believe her because there's like 
backstory and narrative and she can adjust it on the fly. And I was like, fuck, man. Also, I can do, like, I can do that too. too eh? That's a fucking sexist thing to say, man. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> you know why? I'm going to no. tell you why. I have like, we were counting them like, like a couple of minutes ago. I have 22 uh, nephews and nieces. That's a lot of fucking uh, so nephews have, and nieces. I have a lot of experience with kids. Okay. <laughs> So, and like a good mix of boys and girls and girls actually like are the best actors ever. Like when they want, when they hmm. want something, like they know how to manipulate. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen some boys be like, I was a manipulative kid. Like my mom and my father, my dad and my, my parents would attest to it. And my mother's biggest problem with me as a child was that I fucking lied all the time. Mm. And, and she could not tell reality from my lies because they're so intricate. And that's what I'm seeing in, uh, in my daughter. Like these so intricate proud, lies. Right? I'm terrified and proud at the same time. Yeah, that's because my wife can't even lie to save her own life. Like she won't even lie to be polite. Like when we got married in my wedding speech, I was like, listen, I'm okay because she can't lie. Like she can't even like give you a fake smile just to be civilized. If she doesn't like you. Her face can't lie. She's like, hmm. She... That's just how she is, right? She wears her heart on her sleeve. So we, we know where it's coming from. Then. Yeah, we know where it's coming from. Like, it's clearly my fault. But my yeah. point is, I never learned that. I did that since I was a kid. Like, even, like, my, my branding for my, like, when I first started, the My Name is Phil, I Tell Stories, that whole thing, yeah. that comes from my mother calling me a liar and a storyteller my whole life. Ah. Because I was. So that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, is it something that I learned and got better at? Or is it just a, a skill that I have? The same way, I don't know, uh, I can't think of any very specific skills that you have right now. Well, I mean... You're allergic to nuts. What? I have (laughs) a lot of skills. Like, I don't know where to start, but, you know... You're very modest. You're very modest. I know. What this experience made me realize when we had this, like, little creative session together Mm -hmm. was that, you know, stop trying to do so many things yourself. Like, surround yourself with people who are actually good at, like, one niche thing, and then, you know, this is going to explode. And even though like, yeah, it's obviously taking more, more of the profit from a project. It's actually making a projects project. more interesting, yeah. more rich. Um, and, and it's more a, it's fun. a team sport, right? A hundred percent a team sport. Like yeah. one thing that I've noticed is a lot of clients, your clients, my clients, and I'm sure anyone who's in this kind of like creative industry, whether it's video or anything else, I'm sure they've experienced this. I've come to the realization that I can do certain things very well. And whatever I can't, I'll find someone who I know can do it. And a lot of times it's you, especially with photography. Like I'll, I'll revert to you or or I'll refer to you, right? Like go to Ali, he'll take care of it. Um, You were saying that, you know, don't do too many things. Feels better at this. I'm better at this, whatever. And that's the same for all your employees, let's say. But clients, they want to be good at the creative. There's some myth, I think, that people have come to believe that the creative part is better or more fun or or I don't, I don't know what it is. So clients haven't experienced what we have. So they don't know to step away from stuff and they can destroy projects sometimes. Yeah. Well, like they think they, very often they do, by the way, very often they do. It's, it's difficult because either you make them mad and then you kind of not ruin the relationship, but make it a bit stiff because you like, you're saying, yeah. you know, you're, it should be that way. Or, you know, you just like do that seventh round of adjustment and then it looks like yeah. garbage, but happy and, and well, you know you, you know my trick right which is let them think they came up with it 
Good. Like if I really yeah. want to do something, I'll like, I'll feed it to them over a couple of days until they suggest them. I'm like, that's a great, that's a great fucking, why didn't I think of that? Maybe we should hire you. Like clients love that shit. That's a good but, skill. Yeah. They want Cause they don't want, you don't want confrontation with a client, but like we've, we've been on sets together recently where bad creative decisions were made that we stood up against and we were like, look, it's not going to work. Yeah. And in the end, and that's, that's an art by itself. Like it is an art. How- and you do it very well, by the way. Let me let me. Yeah, say I'm full, that. well. I just told you the whole story of my life. I'm full of shit. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I, but, and I know uh, I've asked you specifically a couple of times to you know do your magic. Yeah, do that, that thing there. where they don't know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, speak exactly. really fast. Yeah. Uh, no, but in that instance, like we failed. I failed. You failed. We tried to to make clear what our concerns were, and in the end, it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but these things happen, right? That's I don't know. I think a lot of people. I, I, fill my hole right like this idea is still new as a concept the podcast but I hope I'm uh, doing you're doing a, a mediocre to okay job oh, so yeah, far. Man, I'll take it. considering you're a video photo professional you're you could have set up a camera but whatever it's fine it was last minute Too late, uh, i just want everyone to know that uh, ali came in to the to agree to do this very last minute uh because he uh he was very hungry during the day not today yeah he's a he's a he was he was what, observing ramadan you're fasting yeah. right um except he got the, the end date wrong <laughs> so technically we could have done this during the day because it ended yesterday i mean yeah yesterday was the last day so i mean during this pandemic i have no idea what day it is right so it's, I mean, it's thursday monday okay thank you there's monday yeah. every day actually i've described this pandemic as perpetual sunday i always feel like it's sunday at 5 p.m Always, wear, I mean, I'm always wearing my, my pajama. I'm like, I'm, you know, it's like have from you, bed have, to kitchen. I mean, you haven't been going to the studio? A couple of times, only when it's very, very necessary or when I have a shoot, like, and I have, like, when there's a shoot where I'm doing it alone, so it's okay. safe. Um, but other than that, no, I'm working from home. The project manager is working from home. We do obviously like Zoom calls every yeah, morning. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's no reason to go there. I really thought you were still going in, like solo, just doing your thing. No, no, I went, I went a couple of days just like, okay. yeah, when it was very, very necessary, but, but then why would I go? Like, it's, you know, I, I mean, know. I, just, you seem like in all the years you were here at Xenospace. Yeah. I never came here and you weren't here unless you were in a shoot or a meeting. My second house. Yeah. You lived here. Actually, it was my first house. Technically. Yeah. Technically it was your first house. I was, I was spending like 16 hours at Xenospace and a couple of hours. I don't know, in my mind, I thought you were at the studio working, doing your thing. So anyone who's asked me, like, how's Ali doing? I'm like, oh, he's fucking working, man. They're in the studio. They're like, well, pandemic. I'm like, ah, he doesn't give a fuck out of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no we, have, we had this down period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't say it, though, to potential clients, but like... No, but know, everyone potential- had a down period. Yeah, was that? Everyone had a down period, right? Yeah. Uh, I've actually had some new clients approach me, like out of the blue clients I never thought I would ever deal with uh, because of the pandemic. Like they're no, I, because they've always been on the precipice of we need video in our day-to-day marketing lives. Right. Uh, but it was a big investment because they don't need one video. Like nobody, that's the thing. Nobody needs one video anymore. Everyone needs a lot of videos. Yeah, volume. And uh, where two, three years ago I was fighting for like pennies and dimes to be like, no, don't do the animation video. I did it again. Fucking microphone. I gotta get a better microphone stand. Uh, I was fighting tooth and nail to be like, no, don't do animation explainer videos. Don't do whiteboard videos. They're way more expensive. Let's just shoot. It'll be better. 
all of a sudden everyone's like, yeah, we need to have a face. Like it needs to be people. How can we do that at like uh, at a distance? Yeah, safely. personal, authentic. Yeah. Yeah, because TikTok has like my wife makes fun of me because I'm on TikTok all the time. Right. But to me, I'm just trying to understand what is the appeal. Like I don't even really know why I like it. And I know it's that cool. it's, it's like empty, but like very entertaining. Uh, I guess that's how Look, there, there are some gems of content on there, like some really fucking hilarious today. Like you can fall on some really genius stuff. And, and that I remember, I think it was maybe three years ago, my niece, who's like 13 now, she was using musically, which was TikTok, Right. Yeah. And she goes to me, you make videos, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, how do you do this? And she was asking me how to do like a jump cut. Like a jump, a match jump cut, where like you know, like when people jump onto the wall and their clothes pop off. And I was like, "What? Why do you want to know that?" And then when I started hearing all this news about TikTok, maybe like a year ago, and how they have the most interesting transitions, and I was like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" I got there, I'm like, "These are just match cuts. Like this isn't even interesting. Like if you work in on this side of the camera, just regular camera work. Sure, it's like you throw a glitch on it and you fucking you do a yeah. dance, whatever." Uh, so it's basically like one part, very interesting stuff. And then there's some pranks on there. You got your challenges and then thirst traps, just like chicks and dudes being thirst yeah. traps, like mm-hmm. fucking doing crazy. Well, Ooh. Let me ask you something. Are you worried that like they yes. can do so many on, on this? Um, like, how do you see this? Like, like, especially the last phone, the last iPhone, pretty strong camera. It's a Both. very strong camera. Look, it'll never replace, uh, like a real camera, like a professional camera for like cinema and maybe for certain kinds of commercials where you yeah. need the bigger sensor to do some kind of VFX. But uh, I'm not, I'm not super concerned. I've been fighting this. My phone can do it. Why should I pay you so much mentality for like five years? Yeah. Right. Cause I started in this industry right as the Democrat, like uh, democratization of film started happening where we switched from like CCD sensors to DSLRs. And right. like I had learned on film, I never really got to shoot on film and clients still understood that it was complicated. But now, so actually what you just said, film production has been getting exponentially cheaper because of how cheap and accessible materials are, right? Yep. Because of Corona, it's going to get more expensive again. Like I've been reading all these uh, reports coming out of like uh, the, 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 the entertainment industry, like uh, Hollywood and commercial filmmaking and all that. And the steps they need to take for to insurance purposes to make it safe. Sure. And like the costs are through the fucking roof. It is. And yeah. even a client that I've just, uh, like I'm I've signed with, that we're going to work on some videos now who are a big corporation, like multinational, like massive, they have an in-house studio and they're building like plexiglass, all kinds of stuff. Yep. So the thought process becomes, okay, they're spending extra money. That's good. It's for my safety. That's fine. But this is going to take me twice as long for no reason, like for no real reason, aside from the fact that if I need to make an adjustment, I can't walk over and touch someone if I need to like move a strand of hair or on a model or whatever. Yeah. So it's weird. So it's going to cost them more. Like let's say to have a first, like someone to pull focus because it's so close to you. You can't have a focus polar without, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's wireless technology and it exists, but it's not perfect. Yeah. It's not perfect. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's going to get more expensive and guys like me who are, I think, what's the term they use for, I think it's shredditors. Yeah. Guys who like 
can do audio, video, direct, do everything at once. Like these like content creator guys. I'm, I'm making fun of them, but I'm basically one of them. There's going to be a huge demand for guys like that. But there's going to be like a bidding war because everyone's going to want the work. But because it takes so much longer, it's going to be inherently more expensive. It doesn't mean we're going to make more money because we're going to have more costs associated too. It's just weird. It's just, I think the phone thing, clients will try for a while to say, we need the videos. Let's do it. But at the end of the day, it's not about like, I can give the guy down the alley the best camera in the world. If he's got no idea what to do with it, like, that he has, he has no story. He has no idea. And I'm not saying people aren't creative. Like people are creative, but I really don't know. Like short answer. No, I'm not worried. Yes. It'll change the industry and it'll force us to not be lazy. Like TikTok has shown me that, that I need to stop. I need to not be lazy. And also I think there's a, I think there's a need to fight crap. Like there's so much garbage going out just, just absolute trash. And I know that I could film big this brand, on my webcam. Sorry. From big brands. Like from big brands. Brand. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is vertical video. I fucking, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Too. I can't, I've tried. You can't frame vertical video for certain things for like dancing and uh, stories like this. Yeah, it works. But if you want to like do an interview where two people are sitting together or a, like a tete-a-tete, like a 50-50 scene where people are talking, you can't, you don't have the space. Forget now, it, yeah. maybe I sound like a purist because like even when they brought out 69 back in the day, like and they switched film from four by three to 16 by nine, I, I think even Kubrick made fun of it. He was like, what is this? This is toilet paper because it was wide. But uh, four by three and 16 by nine aren't that different, really. Yeah, no, vertical is vertical drastic. Is, vertical yeah. is drastic. And actually, and like, can, I've, been on, I've been on some shoots and they want both vertical and horizontal for every uh, like clip, let's say. Yeah. So, and they don't understand that like it's such a huge shift in the setup and like they don't understand that you can't just like output like a strip of vertical uh, sequence from a horizontal one. There's a yeah. lot of education. Like, and then, and most of them don't want to hear it. They're like, well, we just need it, right? Like the ultimate solution, shoot an 8K and make anything you want. Even but that, that costs money. Yeah, yeah, it does. We tried on, um, we had uh, Rene actually shoot on his red 8K. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, zooming in that much or cropping that many pixels, even on 8K, you know, yeah, we had noise and pixels. and Like, it didn't look good. It, it, like, I wasn't happy with the result. It's because you're changing the actual, uh, the geometry of the lens by cropping yeah. it, right? That's why I hate digital zooming. It's just, it looks weird. I guess if you're working on a crop sensor, it's different. Like when it crops right from the beginning, the lens is adjusted to that crop. So you kind of retain some of the geometry and the shape of the scene. But um, yeah, I, I, like I, I've been on those sets with you and I get the need for vertical. But what, and I get the need that they don't want to spend more money. I like, I get that also. It's expensive. Yeah. But it's like saying, I want a blue car, but it also has to be red. Mm -hmm. Like that's effectively what they're asking for. Yeah. Yes, there are ways to do it, but they won't be perfect. And I'd rather put out better. That's to go back to my first point. Like I'd rather put out better content. Like, like I was going to say, I could shoot this on my webcam. I could, it yeah. would look like shit in a dark studio. I don't even have the proper lighting. Like I did it on the weekend with Pantelis. We did the morning show. And right now, is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. 
What was that? Are you saying are you saying you don't like my webcam? I'm sorry. Is it called Ali My Hole or Fill My Hole? Okay. I I you are my guest. I am your host. I need to, you know, I gotta put on like I'm not you're not gonna come to my house and I'm in my robe. Well, I guess culturally speaking, I guess that could could happen with you if we're in robes, but that's different, Ali. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, I wanted to ask you because um, I'm a piece of shit atheist. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we've discussed it ad nauseum many times. But what's uh, like fucking happening with religion right now with like all these rules for social you know distancing? What? It's really interesting because I guess like let's say a mosque or a synagogue or a, you know they all or a business and nonprofit organization, you know, they all have the same objective, right? Like right. have an audience and they want to get a message to the audience. And I was mm -hmm. actually surprised at how efficient or how quickly they adopted technology to actually stream everything. They, they just streamed everything. So no, normally during Ramadan, just, let me just give you an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, I'm not really Ramadan, sure. There's a lecture every night. So there's like, we have dinner and then we, you know, take a, a cup of tea or coffee and then we go to the mosque and there's a lecture there um and then we gather and socialize yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, a nice, it's a nice experience because it actually forces you to kind of like see people like it's a good occasion because normally okay. we're all like into our routine super busy no one has time to call you know anyone or to, yeah, yeah. to, to modern modern so life right it's a very social like um uh, month so um so, uh, so that's normally how, it, how, how it's done. But now, yeah, I mean, all, all they did is like, you know, go get a Zoom account and then do a live streaming. And then everyone was like, well, not everyone, but a lot of people were like just going live and they even like could ask their question live if they had, if they had any questions. Cool. It's interesting. It was, it was cool. And it actually attracted, funny thing, a younger audience too. Um, because some of them, you know, they just don't like to yeah. go to the mosque. Like also, they're home in, and bored all the time. Yeah, right. but tuning in on YouTube Live or Facebook Live is super easy for them. Yeah, that's um, interesting. So yeah, so far they're they're doing a good job. Actually, uh, the Greek Orthodox Church here in Montreal, like I'm not really, I was religious. Like I grew up Greek Orthodox. Like my parents are religious. We were practicing. We went to church. I just at some point I was like, this is not for me anymore. But like I'm still aware of the community and what they do. And they've started live streaming too. Yeah. And the funny thing to me is they're acting like they landed on the moon. Like, eh, you see this? We have camera. It's live. Everybody see it. Even the God. Everybody see it. Okay. But you know what? Like the same way, the same way Crazy. this pandemic forced some retailers to go online and start selling online. Yeah. Kind of forced those organizations that were very non-technological to kind of start to, you know, go on WhatsApp and send messages and go on YouTube and create a Facebook page so or if they don't have one. Yeah. Yeah. But so, did they, was there any like uh, like kickback at the beginning? Because I know like within the Greek church, they were like, no, we're still taking communion because it's the blood of Christ and you can't get coronavirus. Like in the early days of all this, you know, because they no, all no. share a spoon. We all share a spoon. But you walk up yeah. to a guy, you and like a yeah. hundred strangers who are like coughing up a lung and you yeah. all share a fucking spoon. Yeah. Mind blowing. Like no, no. Yeah, Islam's no. at an advantage here because at least you're like washing up before you pray. Right. There's none of that. For us. We're just walking in. Yeah, no hand no. washing, no nothing. Maybe like we kiss a lot, right? Like us men, we kiss on the cheek. Yeah, they're like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but uh, no, like uh, any, like everyone was very, very aware of the situation. Okay, no one cool. Yeah. So what there about wasn't the older like, people? Even the older people, actually, the older people more than the younger people, because they were kind of like 
I guess, more scared because they're more at risk. Um, I've been seeing some fucked up things though. Like when I go to the grocery store yesterday, I went for the first time since they started talking about masks. Like mm -hmm. we, we suggest you wear a mask and I bought a mask that we had ordered them weeks ago and they just finally came like proper masks. I look like I'm in mortal Kombat. It's so cool. Uh, it's like my, <laughs> my dream to walk around dressed up like scorpion. Um, and there's so many people wearing masks and I was embarrassed. I'm like, fuck, I didn't have, I don't have my mask. Like yeah. I felt like an asshole. And, and again, I don't even know if the masks fucking do anything. I'm just saying I felt like an asshole because everyone else was doing it. And then I saw a bunch of old guys. They weren't wearing masks. They were just like, fuck this. I'm here to grab my groceries. I mean, so, so different mentalities, right? Like there's, I guess there's a couple of categories of these. Like some people are very fr like freaking out, not even going out, ordering grocery online. Some people are um, not giving a shit. Like they go out, they go visit, they go like, and you know, some people in the middle, like you and I, like we, you don't we, know my you know, life. I, I haven't, I was doing the grocery yeah. thing too online at the beginning. It's normal. You have like, kids. Have you eaten out at all? It's a question I've been asking everyone. Have you eat, had takeout since this in started? The like the first week, yeah. Uh, but then, then no, we didn't. Yeah. Everything I haven't there. even had like a drink of water outside of the house. Yeah. And I like it's 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 starting to worry me because I don't know how easily I can go back to regular life. It's like even my daughter, who's three. I see her run towards my dad when we see him at a distance and she stops short. Like she's like, Oh, I can't touch him. Like, and she's always like, don't touch people. When you go out there, watch out for the germ. Like it's fucking people's brains up. Like it's fear. It's just constant and a lot constant of fear yeah. and a, a lot, lot of, yeah. Unknown. But, like, we don't, yeah. We're not yeah. Clear. Like, can I really get it? Like if you touch, I don't know the computer and then I touch the computer, like, do I they, really get they said exactly. yes, and now they're saying probably not. They don't know. Exactly. You know? And they did a couple of interviews like um, regarding the corona. I did an interview with uh, a doctor and a pharmacist. And, you know, you did it. Where did you do an interview? Oh, that was a Facebook Live. Uh, oh, for, you, oh for, yeah. So Ali does Facebook Lives in English or in French? Uh, in French. In French. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know you were doing those. It was for uh, one of the association I, I uh, volunteered. Oh, okay. For. Oh, I thought you had started like uh, like a I Studio K does. Like Studio K goes live. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, coming soon, though. Coming but soon. yeah, all of like, by the way, uh, all of Ali's uh, like social media, everything. Uh, I'll put it in the link in the description because most of it is Studio K. But he also has that other one. What's that other one called that you do all the promo stuff on Instagram? I mean, it's mainly Studio K. Now I've started a new branch called Shoot Factory, which yeah, is the one Shoot Factory. Yes, yeah, Shoot Factory is only for e-commerce, just because now it's like it's a big segment of the market. Yeah, 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 for sure. So we did like a, a sub sub company, let's say. Just yeah, yeah, it. just specifically geared at that, so it's clear what people are getting, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so I'll yeah, put all of that in the description. And if you need product photography, we're both talking over each other. I just realized. <laughs> if you need product photography, you can click on that and. And I'll get 10%, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah. So yeah, I was talking with those like doctor and pharmacists and like, yeah, they gave a, a bunch of information. But then a couple of weeks later, you read a couple of articles and you realize like, you know, it's, it's very different. The opinion, yeah. even in the health industry, the health uh, professionals. Have you seen this guy out of California? Those two doctors who are saying we got to open up the economy. Dr. Dan Erickson. You're I sitting at like a conference table. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know. I like, I didn't listen to them, but I, I so, probably heard them. 
they're Probably. the guys who are saying we need to open up and start testing and there's no reason to be locked in place. It's a, it's a crime what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. So I keep seeing people, I'm, I'm not saying they didn't make some pretty okay points, but I keep seeing people sharing this guy, Dr. Don, Dan Erickson. A doctor says so, it must be the case. Like the same people who would be like, the doctors are lying to us, you know? Yeah. And what I, I just want to say this to you so that it can be on the internet forever. This guy isn't an MD. He's doctor of osteo, like he's an osteopath. Oh, there you he's, go. he's a doctor technically, yeah. but he's not, he's not an MD. He's not a medical doctor. He's a yeah. DO doctor of osteopathy or whatever. So like you go to, he's about as he's a little bit more doctor than a chiropractor. And I'm not saying that an osteopath doesn't have a thing that he's good at, like a specific, just like all of a sudden that's where we are. We're not listening to like the epidemiologists, we're listening to the osteopaths and it seems to be the case because the epidemiologists are all saying fucking different things. They are. And that's, what's confusing people. That's what's confusing people. Exactly. That's, that's what I was trying to get at. There's and it's, it's fucking scary. Yeah. yeah. But, um, like what's the next, like, okay. So we're, we're in said like day 75 of this, right? Montreal is a fucking mess. Your old hood is the worst place in Canada, Montreal North. It is. Um, where, where are we going? Like business wise, like what are we going to do? Oh, we're, what back you, to what the office. we're back to the office tomorrow. So since... Uh, are you guys back at the office tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow we are. So since okay. businesses are now allowed to reopen their stores, like, you know, like stores who have like a, a, a door. Street entrance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we, we fall into that category because uh, like I, I checked with, um, with the government and we're okay. We're allowed to open. Okay. Um, we're just going to separate a bit more the everyone's office. Uh, yeah, like it's desk. pretty tight upstairs. Yeah. Exactly. So everyone, and, and whenever we can do, um, whenever we can work from home, we're going to work from home in the studio. I've placed some markers on the floor to, you know, identify like the two meters, uh, distance. Um, and obviously like all this Purell thing. Like, I mean, and and same stuff I did here at the, at the studio, I put up, uh, hand sanitizers and I changed a bit of like limitations. Right. Yeah. But, But that's not what I really meant. I just meant like, so you were growing as a company, you were getting specific kinds of clients. Like I keep hearing people on LinkedIn, especially talking about how you got to pivot and fucking pivot your business, pivot your business. And a lot of these people who are preaching about pivoting, they're not really pivoting. They're just starting a different business, right? They're just taking advantage of a situation and saying, I have all this capital because whatever reason I have capital, I have access to it. So I'm going to buy medical supplies. To me, that's not really a pivot. If you're like a a photographer, an e-com guy, you're just starting another business. A pivot would be like, I like for me, for example, I'm a video guy. I'm going to pivot into e-com videos specifically now because that's the need. What's yeah. uh, like, what do you think the next, cause I think it's going to last at least two years. What do you think the next two years look like? We had a lot, a lot of like, like I thought obviously a lot of the, about that. Like how do mm-hmm. I pivot the business and how do I make it relevant to the current situation, but also to the situation. I mean, the situation is going to last like, like you said, and like, honestly, content creation is content creation. Like the first thing that came to my mind is, okay, instead of doing actual like videos where you film people, we could start doing maybe more 3D animation and more motion design and those kind of stuff that don't require any, you know, Humans. physical presence. Yeah. Everyone can do it, you know, at a distance. Right. And I that actually, I actually reached out to some clients and, you know, we had a bit of discussion around that and. I realized that, you know, people who want video, they want video and people yeah. who want 3D, they want 3D. 
So like that's not really going to change people's opinion on what, on what they want as a final output. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, we don't need people. We're going to build a 3D person. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what I think is going to actually become high in demand? Uh, heads of companies or like higher up directors, whatever, needing professional quality video for internal. Yeah. Like when they need to send, the, when, when they can't have like a, a big meeting and bring in 40 of their execs, they're going to want to send out uh, like, a, like a polished, good audio. And I think a lot of them are going to want to hire people like us to set them up one time and teach them. So I think education is going to become part of our job. And, and you know, I was, I was thinking the other day, like maybe a demand is going to be like good quality cameras and audio for companies who want to do like Zoom calls from like one city to the other. And like yeah, they yeah, want yeah. to up in each office. But fuck, uh, you can get a lot of that information on YouTube. Like, I don't know if it's going to come to us. That's true. But Unless it's like a big company, right? Messages, what you said about those corporate messages, you know, wanting to have very high, high quality stuff. Even if you give them like a fixed setup, I don't know if they really like want to go through recording and checking if the audio is good and checking if the composition is good and oh, is the lighting good now because that you know the sun is moving and then yeah yeah you're probably right they might need yeah. someone there yeah and but and again having hmm. someone like one person like you I think it's fine like no one's gonna feel threatened yeah like no I, well I'm very I'm very threatening looking right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you might be right. Uh, and people are inherently lazy. Like they won't want to look like if it's a big company, let's say a company with, I don't know, 200 employees and they need to set up uh, 10 video booths for yeah. Zoom calls. Yeah. It might make sense to hire an agency and be like, set me up yeah. instead of going to like a tech company. Because like I have a light here. I have a bounce here. I have a light in the back. I have two practicals. I have another yeah. practical up here filling in here. Uh, it looks pretty straightforward, but I gotta say, I'm pretty proud of my image. It's a nice image. I got Rembrandt lighting happening. My nose got a little shadow. I think I I like it. I'm not embarrassed to be seen on a webcam like this. Whereas on Saturday, I panicked. Or on Sun, when do we do the morning show? Yeah, Saturday mornings. Um, every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. on Pantelis Comedy on YouTube. My webcam stopped working. Like my my camera just would not sync with Skype for some reason. And normally, I don't use much light because it's daytime, and I just use the A7S, the Mark II. And everything looks fine. But because I was using a webcam, I managed to, with like using five lights, make my webcam almost as good as this. Nice. That's how you fix a shitty camera. You give it more light, right? And the fuck, there's not a shittier camera than the fucking webcam. Like I have a 2020 MacBook 13 inch. I just got it like two weeks ago. And the camera sucks. It might as well be a potato. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. But yeah, yeah maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's something we'll be doing. I really don't know. Like, I'm asking you, I have ideas of what might come, but I'm not sure. I'm really not I know, sure. I know e-com is happening for sure. Uh, e-com like, is definitely happening, it's gonna yes. grow. I see it. Like, uh, we, we, we're having a lot of requests and people are asking about pricing. Uh, so that's, that's going to be a huge trend. Uh, because e-com is going to be good, everything content creation for social media is going to be even bigger now because if they want to sell online, they're going to have to like inspire people with like images that are more interesting than a product. Yeah, yeah. And, and those small videos. So I, I feel the trend is just going to be amplified. It's not going to change. It's just going to be amplified. You know, what's going to pick up, you know, those e-com white background walking videos, the walking video, you know, like you see a model 
you kind of yeah. they move in different directions so you can yeah. kind of see how the garment fits we did because we did we did one of these together did we? Uh, yeah Zemo space actually yeah we did we yes, yes yeah. we absolutely did yeah because people now a lot more clothes shopping online yep and yep. companies are going to want to avoid unnecessary returns because they're expensive true and and now uh you know consumers are you know smart because they know that you know when they see a picture online it's been pinned like from seven different places so it looks perfect on the model they want to see it yeah uh you know when the model is moving around and she's doing a 360 there's yeah. no way to fake uh a look on her well there's you can fake it you can yeah. you can yeah, absolutely but, actually yeah. modeling is going to be interesting like i I should get, uh, I got to get a model on here. One of the models we worked with on all these shoots. I'll mm-hmm. probably, I'm going to ask Michelle. If she ever yeah. see Michelle, if you see this, you have a formal invitation. I'll reach out though. Cause she's like been in every fucking photo shoot in the city. She's been doing it for a long time. I wonder what their world's going to look like afterwards. It's going to be tricky. Cause there's also the makeup part, which yeah. I haven't figured out yet or not. I've uh, seen a few of the, the, models I've worked with in the past who I'm friends with on like social and I follow and I've seen them start going back on set with like the makeup artist in hazmat suits like mm. visor gloves but you have but to touch them part. that's one part what about like all the tools that they use or like you know what I mean because technically like yeah. this brush touching and so do you throw I, the brush or do you have to well, I don't think, well, we always had viruses, right? Like viruses existed yeah. since before yeah. video, obviously. So I don't know. They must have some, the same way barbers disinfect their stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't feel, I'm thinking of all the makeup artists I've worked with. I don't know if they're using the same brush on everyone's face. Like, fuck coronavirus. That seems kind of gross in general. It is. It is. And yeah. like, now we think about it. And I'm sure like not all Maybe of them that's would. why they always charge us a kit fee, even if they're doing spec work. They always charge a kit fee because they're buying a lot of disposed like stuff that's getting uh, used. I hope they do. I hope they do. I, well, yeah. now they're going to have to. There's no way around it. A lot it. of makeup artists, I like, because I, I reached out to a couple recently because we had some projects coming. And yeah, most of them, you know, told me they bought those, um, you know, Visors. acrylic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then mask and everything. So they kind of feel ready to, to do the job. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I'm a little nervous to get back to regular work. Me too. I'm not going to lie. I have kids at home, so I'm like, I'm concerned. I'm not scared. And like, I've had issues with anxiety, like in my life. I haven't really felt anxious throughout this whole period, which is weird. Mm. Maybe because I've had like in my head a clear set of instructions of what I need to do. So like, I don't need to worry about it. But like the idea of just going back to regular life right now is concerning. Like, uh, especially daycares opening up, like stuff like that. Because I can control what I do. I can't control what a three-year-old does with a bunch of other three-year-olds all day when mm-hmm. I'm not there. And yeah. she can't stay home forever, right? So even going on big sets, like when I was sick on that last day before all this started on set with you. Yeah. Once, because I was sick for 15 days after that. Like I was sick for a long time. I started to get very concerned. I was like, I was in like close quarter contact, sharing equipment for like 10 hours with like 20 people. Yeah. Some of which I don't even know their first names, right? Well, that's not true. I know all their first names. Yeah. But that's why I got tested. I was like, fuck, what if I gave everybody coronavirus? Not coronavirus. And it also wasn't influenza B, by the way. So who knows what it was? I, I have like a nagging doubt that I had it. And by the time I went to finally get tested, like 20 days later, I didn't have it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's a lot the of- sickest I've been in a long time. 
Yeah, you were pretty. Yeah. I was just sitting behind the camera on that Apple box and like I was sweating and I had just like burning fever through my body. I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die right now. Yeah, cut. Next shot. It looked great. They're like you weren't rolling. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. And and by the way, the final edit looks good. So Does it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, send me a link. Uh, we've been talking for, I lost track, for probably at least an hour at this point. Uh, and for long form podcast, that's fine. But we also do video and I don't think anyone's going to watch this for more than an hour. Um, where can people find you? And uh, if people need stuff, where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, cool. I mean, uh, Instagram at Ali K Studio, on uh, Facebook at Ali K Studio as well, on LinkedIn at Ali K. And I'm going uh, to put it over there somewhere. Here, touch my finger, Ali. The production website and shootfactory.ca is the e commerce uh, photography website. That's a lot of stuff. I'm going to have to list that out. Maybe send me a list of that. <laughs> so uh, I want to let everyone know that this is the second episode of Fill My Hole. Uh, today we had Ali on. He is, uh, well, you heard him. He spoke for an hour. He filled the hole real good, I think. Uh, I think any hole you had in your schedule, any questions you had about what the future of photography and set life looks like post-COVID or, I don't know, during COVID, in the future as we see it coming, is going to look like. Uh, Ali, thank you. Thanks uh, so much. Shukran. Shukran for coming. Uh, we actually made it an entire hour without me doing my fake Lebanese accent, I know, which glad. I know you love. Yeah, I love it. Maybe I mean I miss it because it's been a while. <laughs> In my heart, my name is Phil. I tell stories. Today we told Ali's, and uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. You've been listening to Fill My Hole. This podcast is available on YouTube in its full video form. If you're lazy and you don't want to Google it and you don't want to search on YouTube, balabanos.com, hit the podcast section. You can subscribe directly to the RSS feed there. My name is Phil Balabanos, and I'll see you next time.